Hello, loved ones. This is Matt Stevens. This is the My Sober Addiction Podcast. My intention for this episode was to lighten things up. Because I know I've been getting a little deep into the woo-woo lately. You know, to just kind of tell some stories about jail and rehab and just um, things that uh, just kind of some funny reminiscing kind of stories. A lot of addicts that are sober, you know, they like these stories. They're funny. Um, They kind of take you back. They definitely remind you of why you don't want to live that way anymore. And I don't know. Just reminiscing. It's just always kind of fun to hear stories about things that have gone on, right? Now, people who are not addicts, they always seem to have a little fascination, especially when it comes to like jail. For whatever reason, people that know, but somebody's never been to jail always seem to be kind of fascinated by jail stories and just life in jail, that kind of thing. And that's fine. I mean, it's kind of understandable, really. It's just something that I guess as humans, we're just kind of fascinated with it. Of course, we don't want it. We're not fascinated enough we want to go and do it. But anyway, that's why the stories kind of come in. So anyway, my intention here was to just kind of get away from all the uh, woo-woo, the quantum physics and how it relates to us spiritually with manifesting and creating reality and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to give you my word now, dear listener, that next episode, I have every intention of keeping it very light, keeping it funny. And all that good stuff. Because I kind of need to wrap some things up with the woo-woo stuff, I guess. And I say that just kind of in joke. Because it's really not woo-woo. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of coming clean with you here, loved one. I'm not really a sciencey guy. <laughs> Believe it or not, I know. That's really hard to believe. It's like, oh, wow, Matt, really? I thought you were a PhD in quantum physics. As good as you explain that stuff. Oh, no, I'm not that good. <laughs> but anyway... Most people are open to the concept of reality creation. You know, in most cases, they've heard it in their churches. They've always been told you can do anything that you put your mind to. You know, all those things that, you know, kind of feel good. Bumper stickers, pretty much. And also, like with the uh, late night TV prosperity preachers, they really push hard on how powerful of a manifester we humans are. And they're not wrong. They're they're absolutely right. It's just they do put a very religious twist on it. And that's fine. However, that's not where I go with it. Now, spiritual? Absolutely. Religious? No. There's an old quote that says, Religion is for people who are scared of hell. And spirituality is for people who have lived through hell. And I'm not trying to say that those of us who are spiritual are somehow better than other people who are not. We're all where we are because that's where we're supposed to be. We're all on a journey. And it is about the journey, not the destination. But the thing about it, reality creation, manifestation, whatever word you want to use, is that there's the steps involved. And the steps are easy enough. I mean, most people are definitely open to that, right? Thought, word, and action. It's It begins with a thought. We, we have a thought of something we'd like to accomplish. We put that into word, be, be it spoken word or written word, combination of everything. You know, if you want to do some kind of affirmations, some kind of life scripting, whatever the case may be. It begins with a thought, then it moves into word, and then action. Meaning we can't really 
do something by, you know, the whole, I'm going to sit on my couch and just think positive thoughts and focus on what I want to be and do nothing. Well, that's not going to happen. It's like I'm a podcaster. It, it did begin with a thought and then it went to word. Now, if it just sat there, I just sat on my couch and had positive thoughts about being a podcaster. Was I going to be a podcaster? No, I had to get to it. Then we get, kind of get into outcomes. We got to let go of outcome because where it leads us and how is not really what's important. What's important is that we do it. We do the action. Now, some people say you're kind of giving it to God. However you want to word it, it's fine. When we get to a point and we can look back and think, wow, I really did do it. I'm, I am doing it. That's what I am. You know, now I look at myself and I am a podcaster. And it's really kind of cool. So the steps are easy enough. Thought, word, action. It came to me that all of those things are great. But the problem with those things is if you don't believe, have belief, you have to believe that those steps are going to work. That's kind of where I get into the sciencey stuff. For example, the double slit experiment, which I'm sure I know I've butchered it. Okay. I, I butchered it. I couldn't. <laughs> if you, if you were able to follow along with my explanation, bless you. The double slit experiment, what it teaches us is that if matter is not observed, then it is a waveform. Until we actually observe it, it could be this, it could be that, it could be here, it could be there. The double slit experiment, you know, with the particle gun that's shooting particles at the wall that has the two slits in it, and does it go through the this slit or does it go through that slit? Well, if it's not observed and we go back and we look at the back wall and there's just a, what they call an interference pattern, it looks as if it went through both slits. It makes like a ripple as if you drop a pebble in the water and you have a ripple. It looks like it went in a wave and went through both slits, like a wave in a pond. And you think, well, if it's just a single particle, how does that happen? Well, there's the big, there's the big mystery. And no, that has not been answered. If you do have the answer, well, then there's a huge check waiting for you and a Nobel Prize. We don't know how it happens. We just know that it does happen. Then those physicists then decided to set up some way to detect it. They're like, well, how? They're asking the question, how does that happen? So they set up some kind of detector device, camera, whatever, and it observes. And when it observed, it didn't do that at that time. It didn't make a wave. It didn't make a interference pattern on the back wall. All it made were two lines on the back wall, which is exactly what you would expect. The particle being fired out of this particle gun, where they would go through either the top slit or the bottom slit, and that's it. Not both. Not in a wave. So what that proves to us is that observation or focused attention does manipulate matter. It does manipulate reality. This is physical proof proven to us by a scientist. Now, I am not a scientist. I do struggle with explaining these things. I'm only interested in finding out how does this help us on our spiritual journeys. I'm aware that most people need some kind of physical proof. They want something tangible, something that they can point at, something that they can be like, aha, that, okay, that's actual proof that's real. Well, the double slit experiment proves that. The double slit experiment proves that if it's unobserved, if it hasn't been focused on, then it's just a possibility. It's anything. But if it is observed, if we do focus our attention on it, that's when it becomes something tangible. And not until. Also, quantum entanglement. It's that thing that Albert Einstein called spooky action at a distance. And he really did not like quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement said if you take two particles that are entangled, Meaning, if they are 
connected by some energetic force. And it does not matter how far apart these two particles are. They could literally be on opposite ends of the galaxy or something crazy, like 100 million light years apart. If you were to affect one, say you kick it, you spin it. The other that it is quantumly entangled with immediately, instantly is affected and it does the exact same thing. So if you do something to this particle, it you immediately affect the other one. And distance has nothing to do with it. So what does that tell us? That tells us that speed of light is really just something that exists in our 3D reality. Speed of thought. Now there's something else. Quantum entanglement shows us is that there is another dimension. There is another measurement. Speed of thought or speed of light is something that we use in this reality. In this dimension, this three-dimensional world that we live in. Quantum entanglement shows that there is something else. What is it? Well, nobody really knows. They just know that it exists. That's why Albert Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. It could not be explained. It was completely puzzling. And that's one of the things that we know from science is that there are things that happen that just don't make sense. They do not follow our laws of physics. So what we're told is that there's as many as 11 dimensions. Some people say, some physicists say there could be as many as 13 dimensions. Others say that, we, hell, how do we know? There could be, there could be an unlimited amount of dimensions. The number that I've heard that is probably the most widely accepted is 11. So they say that there are 11 dimensions. Well, what they, would those dimensions be? Because in our three dimensions, we only really know height with depth. So what would be a fourth dimension? Well, fourth dimension is time. If you get moving to the fourth dimension, you step outside of time. Kind of like in the movie Interstellar. Spoiler alert. Sorry. When he, when he realized that it was him communicating with his daughter. How it has been explained is if you were to take a deck of cards, and let's say each one represents a second in time, and you spread them all out, and it's one, two, three, four, five. That's how we see it in a uh, linear fashion. But if you were to take that same deck of cards and just stack it and be able to look and see through it, all of them at once, that would be fourth dimensional, meaning there is no time, much like God, omnipresent in all times at all times. God may be with you right now and also with a, a caveman 80,000 years ago, right now. So to me, that's probably the only thing that can explain quantum entanglement. If you take time and distance out of the equation, then this whole thing about speed of light being the fastest thing. No, there is speed of thought. So I use these physics experiments, not because I'm a big science guy, because I certainly am not. I struggle very hard explaining them. But to build belief, because I know that like with myself and with you, most likely, dear listener, because we are very powerful manifestors. Any religious philosophy, any teaching, be it Jesus or Buddha, they all teach us that we do create. We are very powerful manifestors. And it all starts with thought and then word and then action. Like, for example, the creation. God spoke and bang, it happened. Then what, what happened after that? Jesus said, all these things I do, you will do also. And then more. The problem is we don't believe in it. We don't believe in ourselves enough. And then to try to find a way to build some belief in ourselves so that we can then go and use those steps effectively. That's why I use these 
physics experiments to try to help build some belief in yourself and in, in the fact that you are a extremely powerful manifester. I might be accused of blasphemy, but God said, ye are gods. What he meant was, we are expressions of him. Like a hologram. A hologram is a whole. And if it's broken into parts, each part reflects the whole. So in other words, if you break a hologram up into a hundred pieces, it's not, each piece is not a little, is not one one hundredth of the, of the hologram. It's actually 100%. It's just a tiny little reflection of the big one. So in other words, God is the big hologram. We're the little pieces, but we are direct reflections of the creator. Now, belief and knowing what's the difference. I don't know. I'm something I'm kind of wrestling with because I do believe actually that's kind of funny, isn't it? I do believe that there probably is a difference between belief and knowing. Knowing sounds a little bit more, I guess, firm. However, belief is also a very powerful word. So I was kind of inspired to take the three steps, thought, word, action, and add a, uh, not necessarily a fourth step to it, but a precursor to those. And that is belief because everybody can hear those. And we've all been told you can do everything you want to do that you put your mind to and all that good stuff. And that's great. And that's true. And yes, we are powerful manifestors. In fact, we manifest our lives all day, every day. What we're trying to really do here, though, is we're trying to start manifesting the things we actually want. So we really do create. We really do manifest. And it is instantaneous. And, and when I say that, people are like, okay, sure, man, it's instantaneous. I'm going to manifest the fact that I'm a best-selling author and I've got a million dollars in the bank. Well, guess what? My bank account is still not there. In fact, it's the same as it was five minutes ago. And you told me that I just in, in, manifested instantaneously. Well, I did tell you that. But you, your physical body, these avatars that we are occupying are in a third dimension and in the third dimension we are not outside of time our physical bodies are in the 3d it's heavy it's dense it's slow this is where things take time here but not there there we've already manifested what we want the problem is that we don't see it so therefore we, well, screw it. I guess that didn't happen. That didn't work. I guess I'm really not doing whatever. I'm not doing something right. I'm not, I, I, it's this, this whole reality creation thing is not true or whatever. I can tell you from personal experience, the lovely Kitty and I, right around the first of this year, 2023, we talked about the things that we wanted to do this year and now we are getting towards the end of the year and we're looking back and it is freaking amazing the things that have happened now it hasn't always been pretty the way things have come about but we we set a lot of really big intentions and they are absolutely coming together but it doesn't it's not something that you see it happening in real time it's something that just happens and we look back on it you know right now we're kind of reviewing we're kind of looking back on our lives and thinking wow this year has been insane and it really shows no signs of slowing down and that's fine because things are going great sometimes it's a little scary sometimes it's a little uncertain but we do have a certainty 
we're not always sure how we're going to get where we're going. We're not exactly sure we're going to get to. We just know that we have goals and we're getting to those goals. And in some ways, some of the things that are coming about, some of the things that are happening, it's like, wow, I would have never guessed it would come together that way, but it has. So anyway, that's just kind of a little sidebar that I'm so good at doing. I think the problem is that we sabotage ourselves. We don't see this instantaneous manifestation or whatever right away. So we think, ah, well, shit, well, I guess that didn't work out. So then we kind of uncreate this reality that we just created. We have to catch up to that because we are inside of a time frame. And that's why it's so important to hold on to what we have manifested, to keep reiterating it. If you want to be that best-selling author, you are a best-selling author. Now, you may sound a little crazy because you're not in this 3D reality right where you are sitting right now. But in the fourth dimension, in your higher self, your spiritual self, you are. Your physical body, your 3D self just hasn't caught up with it yet. So don't go and uncreate it before you get to it. We might get into the next life or we might get into some kind of life review after this one's over and and be told, you know, you were right there, man. You were right there. You were a week away. You manifested this beautiful life for yourself and it was there waiting for you. And you gave up on it like a week before it happened. Every religious philosophy, every teaching, the one thing that they all have in common is that we are very powerful creators. You're a spiritual being. You, you are eternal. You are living a temporary experience. You are immortal. You may be living this experience over and over, trying to get it right. Some people think that we elect to come into this life, to project our consciousness into this avatar, into this reality, and live out a life so that we can have experiences. So I asked my daughter once, actually. I said, wouldn't it be crazy if you get to the end of your life and you're on your deathbed and you're about to shove off <laughs> and you close your eyes, you take your last breath, and then the next thing you know, you're taking off a VR headset and you're like, holy shit, that was freaking intense. That seems so real. She was like, oh my God, I would. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Okay, okay. That's a little out there. All right. This is kind of funny. Kind of a fun thought. So I use these phys physics experiments because they are rooted in this physical reality. This is something that we can put our hands on, something tangible that proves these things, such as our observation, focused attention, such as a fourth dimension, the quantum entanglement. Two particles separated in enormous distances can both be affected instantaneously. What you do to one, you do to the other. Bam, instantly. Speed of light has nothing to do with it. Nothing. They can instantly communicate. And I know that blind faith is hard to do. So by using the physics experiment, something we can put our hands on, I hope to give you something that you can say, okay, that makes sense, Matt, and therefore I'm going to hang on to this because I want you to create this amazing life for yourself or whatever it is that you want to create. And hang on for it to show up in this lifetime. We do create instantaneously. That does not mean that it appears in this dimension instantaneously. You know, if you could maybe talk to your future self, your future self, tell you, hey, man, 
I really need you right now to start manifesting this thing because if you do not, whatever. I don't know. Now, I do have a little disclaimer. <laughs> anything manif anything you are trying to manifest must be possible. Now, possible mean, and I know you're probably thinking, oh, okay, here you go, man. You know, you're going to tell me anything's possible. Anything's possible, right? And now you're going to tell me that uh, anything I want to manifest or anything I want to create must be possible. Well, it must be allowed using the parameters of natural law. What I mean by that is, it is absolutely possible for you to be a best-selling author. Yes, it is absolutely possible. That is something that you can instantaneously create. Now, you're going to have to put the work in, though. If you look out, if you step outside of time, it would be created, but you still got to put the work in. So in this heavy, dense 3D, yeah, you've still got to have the thought, put the word to it, and then put the action to it. And then sooner or later, you will catch up to it. It's kind of sitting there waiting for you. But it is not possible for you to grow to be 15 feet tall. So if you have a thought, I want to be 15 feet tall and dominate the NBA. And you put some uh, word to it. And then, I don't know what kind of action you would put to it. Maybe you start stretching really good, thinking I'm going to go from being 5'8 to 15 feet by stretching really good. <laughs> no, that's not possible inside natural law, inside this reality. But what is possible is for you to be a best-selling author. What is possible is for you to start your own business and be wildly successful. What is possible is for you to fill in the blanks. Just not be 15 feet tall. And if you are, I don't know, say 75 years old, you're probably not going to go out and beat Usain Bolt in a freaking uh, running race or, you know, whatever. I know that's like, well, okay, keep it realistic, but then anything's possible. Anything's possible within natural law. So, dear loved one, I kind of felt like I needed to clarify some things here. Explain how those physics experiments that I am so dashingly good at explaining how those can apply it's mostly just to build some faith build some belief in the in, in the process i do believe that those are good tangible proof that you can lay hands on and say yeah that's something that uh that does show me that where my attention goes is where what, what it becomes and that does show me that there is something outside of time there is something that is faster than light, that time is only a tool that we use in this 3D. But again, physics has proven us that there is at least 11 dimensions. Now, what do we get to when we get in these fifth, sixth, seventh? I have no idea. Okay. But I know that how we can use the fourth for our own purposes. And with regards to the whole, what's the difference between belief and knowing? Is there a difference? Is one better than the other? I don't know. That's a good, that's an excellent question, actually. Belief and knowing. Hmm. Anyway, loved one, I am going to get off of here. Next episode are going to be some just some funny stories about how, like that one meme I saw where it showed like a stack of Debbie cakes. And it said, and that, well, in one picture, it shows like a stack of little Debbie cakes, like ho-hos and all that good stuff. And then in the next picture, it shows us like the beautiful, beautiful, like gourmet, just five-star, whatever, cake. Anyway, and then it says, if he can take this and make this, then he's been to jail. 
<laughs> pretty funny. So next one, we're going to talk about some of this stuff. Like, for example, how did these guys make squeeze cheese or nacho cheese? They call it squeeze cheese, whatever. Some pretty interesting stuff. Anywho, and um, I'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening. This is Matt Stevens. This is the My Sober Addiction Podcast. I love you very much. Till next time. Thank you. There is a